This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am. Apologies though for no show yesterday. I was in London as I described on the preview show last night. If you haven't already watched that, by the way, please do go back and watch the preview show. It was a really good discussion uh, with King and Ojo and Vinny uh, as we looked ahead to tomorrow's game against Everton. Did our predicted lineups? We discussed a lot about Bamiang's situation, how we should kind of deal with that and also what Mikel Arteta needs to do moving forwards. It was a really good discussion, one of the best preview shows we've done. So please do go over and give that a watch and a like. And subscribe to the channel, of course, if you are indeed new. Good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Kaiser, Matt, Paul, we've got Benny, uh, we've got Manu Social, Jose, uh, Christopher, Steve, we've got John Doe, we've got Manu, uh, we've got uh, Steve Stone, Anukrit, Cena, Carl Harrison, Carnaby, like, is it kind of, I want to say, it's, I, think, I feel like it is. I feel like Harrison coming up his surname and now I remember it like it's branded into my own brain. Uh, Temi, yes, for food and travel. Uh, Ali, Byron and John T, thank you so much. Uh, John T Everton joining us this morning. How unfortunate of a name considering our game tomorrow. Emmanuel, Matt, uh, Daniel. Uh, is indeed. I thought it was Harrison. There you go. See, memory, knowledge. Ali, good morning to all of you guys as well in the chat box. Let's kick off with, of course, telling you as always to go and subscribe to the Arsenal way. Always an absolute pleasure uh, to be doing the show over there. Hopefully more content coming out for you for today. And of course, we will be doing more content throughout the week. We've now hit over 5,000 subscribers. Just having a quick check on the current count uh, we're already on our way to 5,200, which is mad, but we can go up to the world 6,000, even better. And thanks so much, as always, for your continued support 
with the channel. Now, the first thing to talk about today, there's only one place to start because it is FA Cup final day. And uh, I left the link in the description to uh, Sophie's video on the Highbury squad. Uh, she was very kind to ask me and plenty of other content creators to send our message of good luck to the girls ahead of today's game. Um, so do go watch that. It's a really cool video. You've got loads of fun faces and uh, and me that uh, you can come and watch. I wish good luck to the girls ahead of the game today. Two o'clock kickoff UK time. I hope you guys are going to be watching. I certainly will be. I'm working nine to five today, but I'm going to be watching through it, uh, through the work. So it's not too bad of a day uh, to have a shift on a Sunday when you can watch the Arsenal women's hopefully bring home the FA Cup against the Chelsea side that are very, very good. But we have already beaten Chelsea this season, of course, on the opening day. We know how to get the job done. Fingers crossed we can do this today. It will push us on towards another fantastic season and put hopefully Arsenal in the position to maybe even do a League and Cup double this year. It would be great to see that happen. Fingers crossed we can get it done. So I hope you guys get... Uh, to watch the game, and you can wish the girls the absolute best on the socials as well. Our first main story regarding Arsenal's transfer news is Jack Wilshere. Now, this is an interesting story that has emerged, that Wrexham, of course, the Hollywood club of Wales, now owned uh, by the very famous uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, who is in co-ownership of the club, and Wrexham are said to have an interest in Jack Wilshere as a bit of a Hollywood signing themselves, which would, of course, take away the possibility of Jack Wilshere signing with Arsenal before the end of the season. Certainly something that could happen. I'd, I'd love to see that. I think that'd be great. Um, I mean, if they're paying him what he wants to be paid and he can obviously push them through the leagues, he might find it too easy. It might not interest him. But I think that'd be a really funny signing, uh, a great signing for them, to be fair. And, uh, and maybe for six months, it'd be a good move for him to get his fitness up, push them towards promotion to the... Uh, the football league and uh, and get them in that next stage, but uh, it would be he would probably be by quite some distance the best played player in the uh, in the conference division. <laughs> Certainly an interesting one if that happens. Let's move on to the next story, and we go to Arteta talking about Yaya Toure possibly joining the club on a coaching basis. He says he has my number as we spent some years together. He is a player I appreciate a lot, so he can call me. And ask the question. He certainly has the experience and expertise and has won a lot in the game to add value to the game for sure. Who knows? Could we see Yaya Toure return to Art Return? I suppose it is return because, of course, Yaya Toure did have a trial at Arsenal all those years ago. Um, there's a famous picture of him wearing an Arsenal shirt that I'm sure you've probably all seen. And so, yes, he could return to Arsenal in a coaching capacity, something that would be intriguing to see in the future if he was to link up. I, for one, would like to see Santi Cazorla return to Arsenal in a coaching role. That's that's the dream. Seeing Santi back at Arsenal would be great. So maybe we'll see that in the future. But Yaya Toure is the current person being spoken about in that capacity. Now, <clears throat> Camiso is uh, the owner of uh, Fiorentina. I believe he's the owner. Um, has been speaking about Vlaovic, of Vlaovic uh, and Arsenal and Juventus's interest in the player. Very bluntly, he says, I don't know if Juventus are able to sign Vlaovic in January, but I want to say to Juventus or Arsenal that we, Fiorentina, are the owners of Vlaovic. They should open talks with us and not with his agents. Now, look, obviously, uh, clubs will always be reaching out to the agents of players to get a feel for the situation, to find out whether or not a deal is possible for the player. 
This is still very much a deal which I don't expect Arsenal to be able to complete. Vlaovic does not seem interested in joining Arsenal. I sense that uh, Juventus are the club uh, that they will see him move to. Uh, so I'm convinced that it will be Juventus because they need a striker. They need to take their forward line to the next level. And Vlaovic would certainly add that for the next, what, 10 years. So I can imagine it being Juventus. If Arsenal were able to get this deal done, it would be a massive coup for them. But I'm not sure that they are going to be able to do it. Um, but interesting that Arsenal are named by Camiso in his statement regarding the Serbian forward. Who knows? Stranger things have happened, but I still don't expect this one to take place. Now, lastly, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you probably saw this story break on Thursday evening after the Manchester United game. We've not been able to really talk about this one since then. Um, Calvert-Lewin being touted with a possible £60 million move to Arsenal. Um, and this has led to constant discussion surrounding the player. To give kind of my perspective on this one, I would be over the moon if Arsenal were able to get this done. It would take the most stubborn of Arsenal fans to be like, nope, I don't want one of the best strikers in the Premier League. I want to go get someone else because Calvert-Lewin is that. He is a consistent performer. He's strong in the air and that's something that we don't have. He's a clinical finisher. He has presence in the forward line. He's still young at only 24. Yes, he's not perfect. He's got the injury issue, which is, you know, I, hopefully it's not something that we're keeping out for a long period of time. It certainly didn't last season or the season before. He's had the issue with it this season. Hopefully he's recovered from it by the winter window if we do intend to move for him. But £60 million for an English homegrown striker that's been scoring at the top level for some time, I would absolutely be going in for Dominic Calvert-Lewin if the opportunity does present itself. Although it does appear that this is a deal that will be moving towards kind of the summer side of things. And I, for one, would be looking at that as a little bit late because I look at the January window and go, we've got an opportunity to sign someone in this window now to take us forward to that top four because the current crop of strikers that we've got, by that I mean Nketiah, Lacazette, Aubameyang, do not look good enough at this stage to get this team into the top four. That's the situation that we find ourselves in. And I think that a striker would absolutely be a crucial bit of business. Do I expect it to happen? No, I don't think Arsenal will move for a striker this January and I'd be very surprised if we did. I still think it will happen in the summer. Until then, though, we need to give some players opportunities. And genuinely, as I said in the preview show yesterday, I would be looking at following Balogun and saying, let's bring him into the first team squad. Let's get him some minutes. And maybe he can push for a starting place in this team because he's been fire for the youth side. Why not give him a chance to play in the senior setup, which he signed a contract in order to play for them? He seems like it would be a sensible move for us to move forward for. I don't see why Balogun shouldn't be in the team. But if Arsenal are looking at a striker in January, why not move for a dominant Calvert-Lewin? Let's move on to the final part of the show, which is, of course, your questions, your queries, your thoughts, your theories. So start throwing those questions into the chat box and we'll go through as many of them as feasibly possible. Okay, let's kick off with your questions for the final part of today's show. Let's scroll up a little bit and uh, see if we can find uh, some of your questions from earlier on the show that I may have indeed missed. What's good, everybody in the chat? It's so good to have you all in here as always. 
Um, I'm looking for some questions from earlier on. Uh, Miss Harrison Carnaby says, uh, <laughs> Yaya Toure will share double pivot during the African Cup of Nations to cover Thomas Partey and El Nenny leaving. That would be some turn up for the books, wouldn't it? If you had a Wilshire Toure partnership, bring them out of retirement. I'm saying that like Wilshire's retired. It does feel like it sometimes with how little he's played. But uh, you'd certainly need to bring Yaya Toure back to the club in a playing capacity to have any chance of that happening. Um, any news on Everton Louise, says Tommy. Is this the Everton that joined Benfica? Is that his name, Everton Louise? No, it's not. Everton Louise, commonly known as Everton Louise, un unsurprisingly, is a Brazilian professional footballer who plays a defensive mid for Major League Soccer, Real Salt Lake. 33 years of age. I mean, Temi. Do you want a 33-year-old defensive midfielder coming from Real Salt Lake? I mean, I'm assuming you must be jested because that doesn't seem like the most sensible thing to do. Wilson says, what on earth is going on with Arsenal right now? I mean, I hope that we can turn things around in tomorrow's game. It would be a big, big result to get a win at Everton and turn things. I know they've not been on the best of form, but considering, again, we've had a really humbling result against Man United, we need to respond we have to respond and get those three points at Goodison Park tomorrow. Uh, Dirk says, how good can DCL become? Can he be a 30-goal-a-season striker? I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that if Dominic Calvert-Lewin is at Arsenal and we start to increase the, the chance creation capacity of that player, then we should absolutely be able to be turning him into a player that can score 30 goals. I mean, you look at Aubameyang this season, I think he has something like the third, I think outside of Chelsea... City and Liverpool, he has the highest XG of any player and yet has only scored four Premier League goals. It is not just down to the chance creation that we initially thought that it was very much surrounding. But I remember sitting here saying that you could put Lewandowski into this team and he wouldn't score as many, he wouldn't be scoring the same amount of goals. But the thing is, is that theory has been utterly blown out of the water because Aubameyang's been given plenty of chances in these recent weeks and he's not taken them. King says we should be getting Roca, or Roca from Bayern Munich on loan and that would be nice in the January window. I agree and that's why I wrote about it. Byron says Tom, I believe this team can go far with a few additions like a proper central midfielder and a better striker. Do you agree Byron? I think you speak in absolute sense and I hope that the, uh, the technical director of the club, Edu, is of the same mind as you. Peter Redder says Arsenal as a club, we need a striker capable of scoring 30 goals a season to get in and around the league. Do you think the DCO is a player that can do that? I do. I do think he in a better side that you can see Calvert-Lewin scoring 30 goals in a season across all competitions. So without a, without a, a doubt, I reckon that he can do that. Uh, Tulip says, when will the players be leaving for the AFCON? I believe it's around the, I mean, it's just around the, the new year. I, I heard rumours apparently it was just after Boxing Day. I feel like it's closer to the new year than it is Boxing Day. But we'll have to wait and see. I'm not 100% sure of that. Um, but I think it's three weeks worth of group games. Um, and then you've got obviously the, the knockout stages. It could be that we're missing players right up until the start of February. Fingers crossed we're not, and those sides can get knocked out pretty quickly. But unfortunately, teams like Ghana, Ivory Coast, a very good Egypt as well. So we may see our players be going through the competition quite far. Hopefully they don't, um, because you want to get them back as soon as possible. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Jose says, hi, Tom. I saw there were Arsenal scouts this week at the Bologna game against AC Milan this week for Svanberg. Do you think he's a replacement for Pepe? Absolutely not, because Svanberg is a central midfielder, first of all. Um, Swedish international, really solid player. Um, he's someone that has been linked to Arsenal in the past. 
it's it's only recently that this has come about because I actually checked interest on Svanberg back in I think it was I think it was around the Euros. Um, I checked interest on him and that's like that. I mean, their uh, reps have heard absolutely nothing about Arsenal's interest. However, that may have changed. That may be a completely different scenario. Now, Arsenal may have picked up interest in Svanberg. They may have contacted his agents, but I've heard nothing along that line since then. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, let's move forward to Mr. Harrison, who says, any disgruntled strikers that we can grab during the January window? There's usually some players that have lost their place in the starting eleven that's up for a remove. Immediately, your mind goes to the likes of Luka Jovic as possibly someone you could get in on loan. Maybe he is someone that you should be looking at, or we rather should be looking at. Carl says, should we get should we start to get worried about Partey's inconsistent performances? Yes, in very short, we should be worried. Hopefully, you can turn things around. Balage says, what are your thoughts on Jonathan David? Is he worth the hype in the media? Uh, I get messages all the time saying about Jonathan David that we should be looking to sign Jonathan David. I don't watch enough of him to know if that's, you know, if we really should be. But people who watch him rave about him and say that he is indeed good enough to be Arsenal striker. Can he work in a sole striker system? Not sure. Is coming from Lille an issue? Because obviously we brought Pepe from there. Have things changed since Pepe was there? Are they as much of a counter-attack inside as they used to be? I think things have changed. And so maybe we should be looking at him on an individual basis, not just because he plays for Lille in Liga. I think you need to look at the player on his own merits more than anything else. Let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Chet Perk, will Cronky put hands in his pockets is the real question. No, we know this. I don't know why we ask ourselves this question. Arsenal spent the most of any other team in the summer window of 2021. He did not put his hand in his pocket. That money came from the club. That's what we've come to expect. That's what we know will happen. Uh, John Doe says, with Onelli starting over Ainsley, make the Niles at Old Trafford, where do you think the future lies for Mainsley? Away. Away from the club, John. That's just where I expect it to be. It will not be at Arsenal. It will very much be in the future, away from the club. As Marum says, Tom, why are we not targeting Patrick Schick? He looks more mature at this time, similar age of 24. Good experience from Sampdoria, Roma, Leipzig and Leverkusen. Had a fantastic European Championships. Definitely got himself in the minds of a lot of fans, including yourself, it seems, Asmaron. I haven't seen a lot of him this season. I don't know how long or how he's getting on. Let's just have a quick check on Patrick Schick's performances. How many goals <clears throat> and assists has he got so far this campaign? 12 goals in 11. Oh, Jesus. 12 goals in 11 Bundesliga matches. Three assists so far. Uh, very looks very good to be fair to him looks very very solid and a really strong performance in return <coughs> he will certainly be raising up the uh the stock market of of strikers so one you can perhaps maybe we'll see links to arsenal in the summer but looks very good maybe we'll have to keep more of an eye on him that's for sure Doug says any chance of getting sterling in january i would doubt it there's talks about a possible loan move i would be surprised to see man city sanction that kind of deal in January. But who knows? Stranger things have happened. Sasha says, question, Arsenal clearly have problems in attack and Arteta has no history of developing this area well as a manager. Do you think he needs outside help? And if so, from who? I don't know who you would bring in to help. He already has quite a few attacking coaches, as far as I'm aware, which I know may come as a surprise, but there are a fair few attacking-minded coaches that are in his backroom staff. Uh, look, to say... 
he has no history of it. It's because he's a new manager. Um, and obviously you only become a well-traveled, well-versed manager of improving an attacking part of the team is if gradually you do that in your early part of your career, of which he is still in. So we're going to have to wait and see. But it's pretty much impossible to predict whether or not we will see that improvement. We're just going to have to hope that we do see it. But there's no evidence to go off that it's possible other than obviously the work that he did with the likes of Sterling and Leroy Sane at Man City. But that was on an individual basis not on a team basis. So, you know, take it as you will. Uh, Vishal says, Tom, I think our midfield desperately needs attention over the striker position. I agree with you. Uh, any outright links? There are no concrete link with a specific player that we seem to be targeting. There are a number of rumours. We've heard the likes of Zakaria targeted. We know that players like Ruben Neves, Basuma, Gimaraish in the summer were all looked at and all kind of on the list of players. But Renato Sanchez is another one we know Arsenal are interested in. But there are no concrete, definitive number one choices, it seems, right now. They are keeping their options open. It's one that is very clouded in mystery about who Arsenal may go for and if they even go for a midfielder at all in January. We'll wait and see. I hope they do because I feel like we certainly need one to cover us until the end of the campaign. Although Granit Xhaka will be returning from injury very, very soon. I know that he divides opinion, but I, for one, am going to be delighted to see him back, to be honest. We've needed a little bit more depth of quality in the midfield. He's better than Maitland Lars. He's better than El Nenny. You know, I think Lukonga's been our best midfielder all season. Xhaka was our best midfielder last season. He was better than Partey. If he can be better than Partey this season, all the better for us. Let's hope that he can uh, come in. I think, to be honest, Partey and Xhaka play quite well together. But then what happens to Lukonga? Because he's been great. So there you go. Um, Peter says, Tom, would you agree that our players have been playing within themselves currently? Look, I think there is a bit of a mental block, it seems, when we score. When we score, we want to sit back. We don't want to double down on the on, on that goal. We don't want to push for the next one. It's only been in games like Spurs and Leicester where we've been able to hit that team on the counter that we've been able to snatch that second and then obviously against Spurs, the third goal. But it's been really frustrating seeing us grab a goal at, at Old Trafford and then just sit back instead of really going for it. I watched Gunner Blogs on the whistle video where he described the the analogy of using the ultra defensive tactic on uh, on the old footballing games back in the day when you go one new up and then wondering why you concede. It struck a chord because it just does seem very much like the way that we play right now, and it's not it's not the Arsenal way. I want to see us obliterate sides, dominate sides, embarrass sides. That's what I want to see, but I'm not seeing that at the moment, and that's a bit of a problem to be honest. Moving forwards. Uh, Ollie says, what are your thoughts on James Ward-Prowse? Hey, if you told me that James Ward-Prowse and uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin agree the two signings we make in the summer, I think that's a really good move towards this kind of English core that we're building as well. So I like him. Is he good enough for Arsenal? I mean, he's he's proven very good for Southampton. He would definitely add a lot to our set-piece game as well as a brilliant set-piece specialist. But is he the right person for Arsenal? Does he bring us the quality that we need? It's debatable at this stage, I think, but he'd certainly be one that I would be open to be looking into. Uh, he's just not very fashionable, I think, and people would be like, no, no, James Ward-Prowse, not, no, thank you. English centre midfielder, do not want that in my club. You often find that of English Premier League players is they're just not very fashionable. And you hear players like Gimaraish and uh, you're like, oh, they sound great. I want to go for them. But actually, James Ward-Prowse is a very good central midfielder. So why not? Uh, Ayan, is there any chance that we could get Haaland... About 
that much. That I think I, I might be generous, um, but I think I'm going to give it that much, that much of a chance that we might get. <laughs> never say never. Uh, Manush, Tom always misses my comments. Commented four times and none was read. Manush, that's not true because I've read your name before, but there's a lot of people commenting. There's over 250 of you in here now. Thank you so much for joining, by the way. Uh, do drop a like on the video, but I can't promise I'll read, I'll, I'll read your comments, Manush. I've just read that one because I've just... It's in my eye line, and I look, I read a comment, I answer it, I look at the chat. Sometimes I scroll up. I can only apologize, Manish, that I miss your comments. Um, but, you know, just keep throwing in. Don't spam the chat, but just keep temporarily throwing them in there. It's not personal. It certainly isn't. Venkatesh says, how many strikers we need to add for next season? Depends how many leave. I mean, if Lacazette and Aubameyang and Elinketi are all gone, you would soon need to bring in at least two. If it's just a Bamiang, I think maybe, oh, sorry, if it's just Lacazette, I think maybe one can get us through because you're going to promote Balogun from the youth team. You've got to think, uh, a Bamiang bringing in a striker and Balogun is a good, you know, it's a good core group of strikers. You look at Liverpool, Jota, Firmino, Origi, Chelsea, uh, you've got Werner, Lukaku, uh, I mean, Havertz, I suppose. Kind of having that group of three uh, is usually pretty good. So I do feel like it depends who leaves. Bamiang ends up going, which I'd be very, very doubtful of. Um, but I think it'll be a situation whereby we only have, you know, we, we only need the three and one of them can be a Balogun. But it depends on who leaves. Dylan, no, I wouldn't play Pepe as a cam. Um, I, I just don't like this idea of, of forcing players into a team. He's not better than Erdogan at cam. So I wouldn't be playing him there. He doesn't have the vision and the passing abilities. Um, he's more direct. He's more technical. Uh, even then, is he more technical? I'm not sure because he really struggles to beat players. I wouldn't be playing him as a cam, not a chance. Michelle says, do you think there's a possibility that we may lose both Aubameyang and Lacquer in the next two windows? I only think there's a chance we'll lose Lacazette. I'd be shocked if Aubameyang leads for the end of his contract because I just don't know who who's going to pay £300,000 a week. I, I don't know. Tell me, do you think it's a mistake playing Tavares over Tierney? I mean, it's, it's a difficult one because I think I think Tavares has been really, really solid and good. I thought he was attacking against uh, Man United. I thought he made that mistake at Anfield. But he was brilliant against Villa. He was brilliant against um, Newcastle. It's hard. I don't think you can sit there and say it's a mistake. But I, what I would do is I would bring Tierney back in against Everton. That's what I would do personally. So there you go. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Apologies that I can get to all your questions. There is a lot of you here. Um, so I can't always promise that I'll read them. Do drop a like on the video. Join us tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. again, and hopefully I'll get to your question next time. Um, and do join us. Uh, this, I'm hoping there's going to be a show this afternoon as well. Fingers crossed. But most importantly, do go and watch the ladies today. Two o'clock, FA Cup final. Bring it home, girls. You can do it. We have all the faith that you're going to put Arsenal back on the top of women's football and you're doing a great job this season. So we have all the faith that you're going to do that. Have a fantastic day, people. Enjoy the cup final. And as always, up the arse. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. 
is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.